0: Welcome to Leash Connects podcasts, where we explore a wide range of lifestyle topics with the dedicated people who are there to support you and your community in the wonderful county of Leash. My guests today are Mary Keane. Mary is a community worker in the social inclusion programme at Leash Partnership. Mary works with groups in Port Leash, Mount Rath, and Rathdowney, where she collaborates with Leash Awfully ETB, Leash Sports Partnership. Family resource centres, desk schools, and various projects. Mary's work also includes a range of activities which supports and develops the capacity of residents, promotes community engagement, and supports residents to participate in decision making processes. We also have Karen Bambrick. Karen is a youth and community development worker with Leash Partnership. Karen works with community groups in Port Leash, supporting them to explore their needs identify their skills and abilities and also of the community they live in. Karen's work also involves helping communities share knowledge and resources effectively and to encourage and support individuals to become involved in their community. Guys, you're both very welcome. Thank you very much. much. So today's podcast, we're going to talk about women in the community. And what I'm really interested in is the sort of personal benefits women gain by getting involved in their community even at some sort of community activism or Mm -hmm. or maybe they take on like a a social issue that's sort of relevant to them within their community. And then the relationship between that and how it builds sort of self-confidence and self-esteem as well as maybe nurture resilience overall. So that's the type of theme I'd like to talk around with with you guys and maybe unpack your experience and the things that you notice and things that you observe over the years in, in the type of work that you guys are involved with. So can I maybe, can we start just talking a little bit about your work and what exactly that involves? Mm. Well,
1: thanks for having us, Anthony. As you said, myself and Mary, we're community workers with the Leash Partnership Company and we're based in Port Leash. There are two other community workers with us, Selena and Sylvia. So we cover all of Leash, as you named some of the areas, Rat Downey, Mount Rath, Mount Melick, Port Leash, Port Arlington, Abbey Leaks. I think that's them all. Our work primarily, I suppose, is about getting people out, getting them out, getting them involved, getting them engaged. And we are I suppose we see our work as ears. We're we're listening. What do the people want? It's not us telling them what they need or what their community needs. It's about the people coming out and saying we would like this. We see this. We'd like to change this. We'd like to have some effect. And we're just there to support them in that role, I suppose, or or, or guide them in the process of how to make change for themselves individually, but also as a group or for the community. So we have varied groups. We work with men and women. The majority of our groups at the moment are women's groups. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. suppose okay. that's good that we're here to talk about that today. Yeah. And the women that come to the groups, they're in age, young, old. You have people parenting alone. You have older people on their own. You have young people just left school who are at a loss and maybe just need a little reassurance from a bit of group support from the older women that are in their community already. They benefit from that. We see huge benefits with the groups that we work with. It's a slow process. Their confidence builds, their ability to address issues for themselves and, I say, in their community develops over a time. And the linkages and the friendships that they build within the groups are key to them moving forward in their lives
0: and, and having a personal take from the activities that they get involved in with us. Can you give me an example then? Just, you know, when you say take on issues, what, mm. what type of issues are you talking around?
1: Well, I suppose a lot of the groups that we start off with, they come together very organically and you get such a great range of people in attendance. And as I say, primarily women in attendance at our women's groups. It can be something as simple as needing to talk to or get involved with the local uh, authorities, with with the council for a clean up day, you know, for getting together, putting a residence association together to... Um, enhance the way their area looks so it could be with flower boxes with keeping grass areas cut keeping green spaces clear for kids to play on there's a great range of ideas out there there's a great grow for getting involved in the community and each of them individually on their own find it difficult to start it but once you get them all together they can be a force yeah. to be reckoned
0: with. You know? OK, so that that's like a couple of people have looked around their house in this state. And mm. like, this place needs it needs a little bit of work. It's becoming yeah. decrepit looking. we need help here. We need some type of support here. Mm-hmm. So guys, are you then help them help organize that type of.
2: Absolutely. It is all about those things that are not the great activist things that we think about when we hear the word activism, but they're the very important things for the people at that particular time, it's probably good for us to say at this point, our community work or the essence of it really is about is based on the belief, really, that people can contribute, grow, develop to their own lives, making their own lives better, their family lives and that of the community. Mm -hmm. And underpinning that belief for us, is the acknowledging of the strengths and the talents and Mm -hmm. the expertise that is actually all around us. I think it's important to say that at this point, because that's where we're jumping off from as Mm -hmm. community workers. And we have our eyes and our hearts firmly fixed on those strengths and on those talents to see can we kind of nurture them and bring them on to whatever point it is where those people may want or need or like to go. Mm. And then, of course, we use the phrase in community development about meeting people where they are at, and it's a really important one because, as Karen says, it is at their pace, wherever they are, at their lives, at a particular time. Mm. It's about us walking that route with them, nurturing. And I love that word nurturing Mm. because it really it sort of embodies what it is community and youth workers do and then build confidence and capacities. Which in our experience, and I think the experience generally, it enables women. It is huge to get this happening. It enables women to kind of sit easy and to value their own insights and their own perspectives and their own skills and their own experiences. And then when they're ready, when they're ready, when we have so much work, which is called pre-development work um, around building confidence and capacity, that they're enabled to step forward out on their own Mm -hmm. with a voice and a say and the ability to say, I can make a decision around this, I can influence a decision around this, things that are impacting their lives. Mm -hmm. And somebody once said to me way back in the day, you know, you know, you're learning about community development, I mean, what is it? And this person said it's about relationships, 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 Mm -hmm. building relationships within and between communities and between communities and service organisations and other organisations, like, as Karen said, could be the local authority, it could be any other housing authority, it could be the HSC, whatever, the schools. I suppose then building uh, alliances and networks, it's like building social capital, is what we call it, really, which enables them to have better lives, a bigger say and more flourishing lives. Mm. And for us, it's about building it's about building power and, and building hope, really.
0: Is this new learning then for the women that are coming into your groups that they have good skills, that they have good knowledge, that they have good expertise in their own life?
1: Mm-hmm. It can be. They may, they may not have been aware of that. Exactly. And that's the thing. When you sit and have the conversations over the cup of tea and the, the slice of brown bread, just from having chats about what they do day to day, what they used to do, what they enjoy doing, that's where you learn. Oh, my God, you're a fantastic crocheter or you're a fantastic baker or you learn about these things that they they have these skills, but they're doing it so long. They just take it for granted that, oh, yeah, sure, I could crochet a blanket, no problem. Or I could bake up a a go of tarts or or that for some celebration. Absolutely no problem. But they don't credit themselves that that is such a skill. So I think with us being there, reinforcing that, that's a huge talent to have. And they share it then as well with the groups. We have we've one group who came together, I suppose, after knocking on doors and asking, do you want to come down for a cup of tea? Come on down on Monday morning for a cup of tea. We're going to be there from 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock or whatever time. They had five or six came down and it grew to seven or eight or nine. And over a number of weeks, we were sitting having the cups of tea and the cake. And one lady there used to bake an owl cake and she'd bring it down. And sure, everyone thought this was great and loved to know how to do that. So over time, they were all talking about bacon and we organized a few bacon classes for them and they'd done that for two or three weeks. And then this girl who was the avid baker in the room, she took it upon herself to meet these women outside of the group and start showing them how to bake. We provided materials for them with the flour and whatever they needed. But she took it upon herself to start to lead out on that group outside of the activities that we were doing as community workers with them. Okay. so this lady now, and they love the cup of tea, the laugh, the chat, the gossip, all of that is part and parcel. But it's time out in their day that they're allowing themselves to have. And you can see the amount of them growing in confidence, being able to go out. They're learning a new skill in a fun way with friends. And some of them have known each other for years because they lived up the road or they lived across from them and they'd wave every day or they they didn't have a huge interaction with
0: people. But by God, they do now. Is that important for women, do you think, Karen, then, you know, having time out and mixing with your peers? Absolutely. It's it's
1: key to share your experiences with other people. And even though nobody can live your life and nobody knows exactly what you're going through to be able to to be comfortable enough to get to that level. And and I think this group are definitely they're at that level where if they have a bit of an issue or if they're having trouble with A, B or C, they'll raise it at the group just over a cup of tea, as I say, and a quick chat. They'll raise an issue or they'll voice a, a problem that they're having. And at least one or two around the table will go, oh, that happened to me too. Or, oh, I was like that last week. And that feeling that it's not just me. I'm not alone in this. Other people have gone through this experience of whatever, from the biggest to the smallest. I couldn't find my car keys this morning and it drove me insane down to... My partner's very ill and I'm not sure what to do anything at all. It, it could be from the biggest to the smallest. But to know they're not alone and to be able to have those conversations, it really helps everybody to talk about stuff. And I think it's a place, a safe space where they can come and do that. Yeah. And they know it's not going to turn into gossip and they know they have the confidence in the group and in each other that this is their safe space. They can talk about whatever they want. It'll be kept private and they get support. Yeah. And that's hugely important for women who a lot of the time think they have to do everything on their own
0: and they don't. How then do people move in from, say, that type of setting mm-hmm. to taking on maybe like a social issue mm. or have, you know, have a dialogue with say, a local authority or, you know, a housing agency around something that's bothering them within their housing estate or their living area.
2: Yeah. And of course, that's the big leap. Let us never forget the amount of work around the nurturing, that cup of tea that Karen talks about, those chats, hearing their own voice outside of their own home with others and building confidence to speak, to speak up and to talk. Sometimes we, we can underestimate that when we have no problem doing that because we're out there in the world all the time taking people from that and believing in the strengths and the organic expertise that we spoke about earlier, that we know is out there in the communities. What happens is, I suppose, many people are involved in building on those strengths. It could be teachers in schools, it could be sports partnership, any group that's working with any of the women's groups that we talk about. But from our perspective, I suppose, community development workers traditionally have kind of fulfilled that role of supporting them Karen mentioned the Residence Committee Mm -hmm. and doing stuff around their estates. And that's kind of the starting point, really, in a lot of places, you know, where people say we have a pride in our place. The grass needs to be cut. We need to do some flowers for the Tidy Towns competition. How do we go about it? So we help them with a little bit of training around the residence committee kind of and the residence group sort of skills around, you know, so what does the chairperson do, the secretary, treasurer and all of that. So we provide that kind of support as well as kind of encouraging them and saying, that's a great idea. Wouldn't that place look lovely with a little bit of landscaping there at the entrance of the estate? And it's actually very possible. They're very practical people because the first thing they'll always talk about is, the cost of things. That was it.
0: Mm-hmm. I That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So, uh, yeah.
2: Absolutely. So, 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 and, and We're kind of always thinking about that mm-hmm. too. And of course, the, the social inclusion programme and other programmes, you know, we, they have the Ireland programme and other programmes, just to mention a few. They provide funding for sort of supplies and little bits of equipment and plants and flowers and that kind of stuff. The landscaping or the horticultural context, we'll say. Yeah. Okay. And then we have tutors. Although we're experienced people in lots of different ways, but there are super tutors there with, again, it, it could be a sport partnership, it could be um, LOETB, and they come on board and bring their expertise into the mix. And therefore, you have several people coming together and everybody with something big to mm-hmm. offer. And that's uh, getting a residence group up and running. You know, when it happens, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It is a big win. And now that's just at that point. And I know you're talking about the activism piece. And yes, I suppose mm-hmm. then, of course, there can be activism around, you know, services for children. It could be, it tends to be housing, I suppose, mm-hmm. in in a place I previously did a little bit of work in city and in Chicor. It was regeneration and it was a place like St. Michael's Estate, mm-hmm. flat complex that was built in the 50s, had become very run down. There was a lot of antisocial behaviour and criminality happening. It was decided after a period of time there would be a regeneration process. You know, the community workers there, long tradition of community development, you know, 30 years or more. People from the community involved in the family resource centre there. Their starting point was, we want our community to participate in the decisions around regeneration at every level.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Not a cosmetic participation. Now, that was a huge statement. They said it and they said then, oh, my goodness, will will people be able to cope with all of this? Because remember, they're going from their world into a world of offices, meetings, people dressed in a particular way, using a particular language. So there was all of this to consider. But what happened was the community workers, plus others there, took on this, put huge energy in it and helped and supported a group of community people to be able to sit at The decision making table Mm. it took a lot of work explaining around sort of the processes what they might be how a regeneration board might work who you would be meeting how many people you're meeting and then what it is that regeneration is and what the people expected it to be and that it might not end up the way they expected it and they mightn't get the outcomes they expected so there's a lot at stake here
0: just to have that confidence to sit at the table then Mm -hmm. like how, how does that happen then like You know, and not feel intimidated by it or not feel that you're an imposter. Like, how how does that happen through community work?
2: In in the the context of the piece of work that I'm talking about, a monumental task, it was described to me as if you're coming from the belief we keep going back to Mm -hmm. that the expertise is on the ground, people know the heartbeat of their communities. They know what it needs. They might not be able to figure out exactly how it's going to happen. But they know, for instance, you know, that three six tower blocks aren't going to work here. We need something more. Uh, we would like to have a garden. We would like to have a front door of our own. Mm. And these are the kind of mm. things, perhaps uh, in an older person's building project that was going on, people were saying, I'd like to live in an apartment. And others were saying, I'd like to live in a house. Quite emphatic about these kind of things. The community workers and a regeneration worker met them consistently, kind of filled them in, I suppose, on sort of the processes Loosely, without getting into too much detail around Mm. things, prepared the three or four people to go into the meetings initially. And of course, like anything, new thing, you're quiet. People don't say a whole lot. Mm. When they came out of the meetings and there would always be a regeneration worker there with them, they met again, they regrouped and they sat down like we're sitting here and trashed out the detail of what happened at that meeting Mm. and what it means.
0: And do you just get to have that experience then with groups of women that you guys work with in in Leash. Is there similar types of experiences whereby you see people's confidence growing to a point whereby they are willing to sit down and share their views across the table with people that, you know, their decision makers are they hold, you know, the keys to the purse?
2: Personally, in, in Leash, I haven't reached that point or sort of those issues have not uh, been presented to us, which we should okay, say. Okay. However, I have no doubt we can see the confidence growing. Mm. You know, people say before you started this group, I didn't leave my house only to go out and do the shopping. Yeah. People say things like it has given me kind of a sense of who I am. I I have more belief in myself. It is those kind of statements that make you realise that confidence is growing to a point that when issues arrive and arise. Mm. Yes, with our support, they will be able to step forward and they will have a voice.
1: a huge step for one group was they were undertaking some pyrography classes and again we had organized it and we had a a fabulous tutor mary delaney from the loetb and mary came down met the group decided what they want to do and pyrography is the the burning of designs or patterns or or quotes or pictures into pieces of wood okay so first of all very therapeutic you walk into the room and the smell of burning wood is just so satisfying and maybe that's just me but i think it is It's a very intricate or can be a very intricate technique to use. But the women all took up the little pens that you use for it for burning the wood. And they all came with their own designs. They all came with their own quotes. And they were very different in, you know, some were mindfulness quotes, some were um, pictures of people that are animals that were very dear to them. There was a great variety in what they produced but the end result was phenomenal and even the tutor was blown away that the women had never done this before and this is what they're producing after six, seven, eight weeks. So along with Mary was working with them at the time and the tutor from the LOETB said this is just, this has to go a little bit further. We can't just send them home with these pieces of work. They're, they're too good. We want them to be seen. Okay. It was organised in the local library to display their work and have an exhibition of their work. And we went down and set it up and on the day we had um, we had a little gathering of them they brought their family and family members down to see their work on display. Even the staff in the library were amazed at what had been produced and I suppose there was was there maybe 15, 20 pieces yeah. in it? The pride that the women had that day gone, I did that and it's there for everybody in this town to see. And my name is under it and people know that I have a talent, I have a skill and I'm dedicated enough to apply myself for a lengthy period of time to produce something that's beautiful. I mean, there were absolutely stunning pieces of work. Yeah. What I loved about it was the name and they tossed it around for a couple of days. They were trying to put a name on the exhibition and they finally came up with coming out of the woodwork. And I just thought it was Mary that said it to me and I just I nearly melted when she said it. I just thought it's so appropriate because these women were coming out from their houses and some of them hadn't been out in a while. Some of them were keeping themselves to themselves and now they were flourishing. They were they were coming out not only to the group, but they were coming out to the public, to the whole town going, look at this. This is what we've done. It was huge. It was huge for them. And even some of the comments that they made after. It's great to meet new people in different ages. It's something for myself. Yeah. And again, they're starting to acknowledge it's important for me to have me time. It's important for me to do something for me, not just for the people in my house where I look after them or I be at neighbors or relations or your parents, your kids, that they're actually taking the time to nurture themselves. And I think that was key. One woman said, this helps you feel normal and have a purpose. Yeah. Like, that's a huge thing for that woman to say, to feel like she has a purpose. Yeah. Everybody has a purpose. And it was only coming to that group and developing, you know, a skill, but also her confidence growing that allowed her to look within herself and go, I am valued. Yeah. I have value and I have a purpose. There's a good reason why I'm doing this. Yeah.
2: And it's all of that, really, mm, that mm. that goes to answer your question, Anthony, around You can see the pattern here, the coming out, being afraid to come out, being not comfortable coming out, feeling isolated and lonely, but not being able to do anything about it, then the coming out to the group and now we have and working on little activities and then now we have them doing something, bringing it outside of their home into the public and the piece around valuing, now I am valued. Mm. I I think another key thing then kind of comes from that is the, the bit about leadership. And sussing out for us, you asked, how can a community development worker help around activism? I mean, a key part of that is kind of sussing out who might the leaders be here with another little bit of work, Mm -hmm. who might be interested in leading out on an issue, whatever it might be. And you quickly spot those people Mm. when they get that experience and experience what we're just describing here, they present themselves really easily to you.
1: But they don't know some of the time that that they're given those. No, no. You can see it when you walk into a room. Yes. That's the person they're all looking to. But that person might know that everybody is looking up to them for a bit of guidance or a bit of support, because I don't know how it happens. Just have, very they natural. haven't
0: identified their own sort of leadership Absolutely. qualities. Absolutely. Can I ask, yeah, just yeah. go back maybe to the residence committee or, you know, taking on, say, a piece of work within the housing estate. In, in your experience, does that help people then build a sense of belonging to an area or give them a sense of belonging or they take a sense of ownership over? The reason why I'm asking that, because I think very often in life we tend to live inside the boundary of mm. our garden gate. I think it's good to go beyond your garden gate Mm -hmm. to see yourself as part of something more. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be just the road that you live on, you know, 500 yards up and down each end.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm thinking of a particular place that I work in. And yes, that Mm -hmm. has exactly happened. It's about, as you say, moving outside the garden gate. And it was around a community gardening project. It Mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. So you had polytunnel and you had raised beds and you had a whole lot of stuff going on in the grounds of community centre. And over a couple of years, people started coming in and growing their own vegetables. And all of that was about, I suppose, a huge amount of learning around the whole skill of vegetable growing and horticulture. But apart from any of that, it was about combating isolation, it was connecting, it was about you know, building social ties, breaking down barriers. Mm. Because even though they all know each other, different things are happening, going on, the, mm-hmm. the dynamic of the community. And from that then came sort of a huge involvement in in other uh, organisations like the Tidy Towns, Mm -hmm. getting involved in the pride of place competitions within that, doing stuff outside of their estate in the greater area, around the playground Mm -hmm. and around the estates, putting in beds, encouraging people to come out and work on them. And that has been hugely successful. With new communities in this area. It's kind of an intergenerational thing going on. You can have the grandparents, mm-hmm. parents and the children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been hugely successful in that regard.
1: That group went on then as well to, there was some cookery classes and getting them to try new foods, even, you know, from the young to the old. As you say, you might grow a butternut squash. I mean, I didn't see a butternut squash t- till about four years ago when I found one in a community garden. I saw one, I never tasted one. Okay, you know, I yeah. was no, I won't. I, I, I'll stick to what I know. Thanks very much. No more than than a lot of the people that we work with that come to these groups. No, t- no, thanks. But when they're all there together, you can have fun with it, and you can have the crack and ash. Go on, I'll try it if you try it. Okay, you know, and people are starting. Oh my God, it actually tastes okay, and I. I think I might do that again. So it's it's broadening everyone as well as my own horizons on what you can do from your own garden, from the garden, the community garden, you can bring it home. And I mean, any time I was offered anything, it was like, yeah, I'll take some scallions and I'll take a lettuce, but I won't take anything else. No, I wouldn't know what to do with that through the cookery classes after you kind of as a community worker, you're there supporting and facilitating, but you're also learning. You're also kind of over the shoulder of a tutor going, Oh, that's what you do with it. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) fair enough. Might try that when I go home, you know.
0: Can I ask then, just as two women, Mm -hmm. as two community Mm -hmm. development sort of workers or or professionals, what have you learned from the groups of women that you've been working with over the years, even about yourself?
2: But just can I go back for a moment because a funny story came to my mind when you're talking about the new experiences around the gardening. We were looking at tomatoes growing, which we had planted in this polytunnel, and they were all different colors. So we were waiting for the yellow ones to ripen. Oh, and then we suddenly realise <laughs> they, yeah, they are actually yellow. Right. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah. Learn about myself. Mm. Yeah. I think. Uh,
0: learn from the women. Yes. That you've worked with. Mm.
2: Well, I guess a deeper understanding. Every community you work in, you know, there's a different dynamic, mm-hmm. different way of being. And there's always something to learn. I guess a deeper understanding of people's lives, the strengths, of course, of the communities, but a deeper understanding of the challenges. And I think that's always important for us to have that, the challenges and the issues that are born out of the inequalities around health, education, employment, et cetera, and a deeper understanding of the lack of opportunity and the consequences of that lack of opportunity in people's lives. So it has caused me to keep up the good fight in this regard Mm -hmm. and where there is an opportunity to try and make a difference. That is what I strive to do. Mm -hmm. We often have conversations about this. The other thing is the bit around self-reflecting and standing back and saying to yourself, this is not about me. This is not about us. Mm -hmm. That is not about a lot of the other stuff. It's it's about the people. It's about their lives. It's about making their lives better. And digging deep to figure out how that can happen, how we can work together. It's not me making their lives better. Mm. It's about working together to make our community a better place and ultimately our society, which is a big ask. Mm. And the other thing that I love and that I really enjoy is the fun yeah, and the banter and the chat yeah, and
1: The stories, the stories, yeah, I absolutely love There's one that's many women's groups. I love I love going to them all. But there's one in particular that I just there's always a great sense of fun there. They know each other. A lot of them knew each other kind of before the group came together. A lot of them are very familiar with each other, but the crack that they have over the cup of tea or coffee, the slagging that they give each other and they take it and they they can give as good as they get. I'm included in that. There's no holes barred. I get lambasted just as much as the rest of them. But they take it all with a pinch of salt. And when somebody goes in there, they might be feeling a little bit down. They might be feeling I didn't sleep well or I didn't have a great day yesterday. But at least I'm looking forward to tomorrow morning because I know I'll be going to the group. And then they'll come in. And generally, within the first five or ten minutes, they'll say, I'm not feeling great today. But after two hours, when they're walking out, oh, thank God I came here today. I feel so much better. And they have a bit of pep in their step because they've had the listening ear. They've had people talk to them about whatever is bothering them. They've had, you know, an activity to maybe distract them. And then they have the laugh and they have the crack and they have the support. And they know at this point, I can do that again next week. Yeah. When I leave here. What do I do? They they have something to look forward to. Look to. And a lot to, yeah. of them do. They'll yeah. tell you straight out, I love coming here. It's a great crack.
0: What have you learned then, Karen, for yourself? <laughs> based on your just based on the groups that you've worked with over the years.
1: The levels that women in particular are willing to go to to make stuff happen. And the way that they will just get stuck into anything. They all want to be recognized for themselves. And I think that's key and I see it in any women's group I work with they all want to be recognised as like I want to be recognised as Karen. I don't want to be recognised as so and so's mother or so and so's daughter or so and so's sister or the lady that works over there or the I just want to be known as Karen. I want people to know me and I think every woman that comes there that's what they want and that's what they get from there when they come through the door they're not the woman that lives at the house at the end of the road with the dog that barks all night <laughs> right, anymore, okay. you know, or they're, they're not the woman that, whose husband ran off or left her. That all falls away and they just come in and they're themselves. Yeah. And they're comfortable enough after a certain couple of weeks, they're comfortable enough to come in and just be themselves and yap away. And I love that. When I'm going to the group, I know that's what I'm going to find. And I'll walk away thinking most of those people are going home just with a happier head in them. Just, you know, from that two hours of interaction.
2: And can I just say there another thing and we talk about this all the time. As a community worker, you're always a community worker. Mm. When you're not working, you're thinking about things that have happened or things that you're going to do Mm. and people that you've met and stories that you've heard. It's constant. So the need for self-care is very, very important. And I know I should do more than talk about this. I should act on what (laughs) I'm saying. The need for us all, but I suppose as workers, to take that little bit of time away, do whatever it is that helps us to relax our walking, our running, our swimming, our listening to music, whatever it may be, and just take time out. And I think that's really important. I found that to be particularly the case for me. And as you become more aware of the issues, have a deeper understanding of why it is community work is required at all, it weighs more heavily on you. And therefore, I think self-care is so, so important.
0: Can I ask guys then, just to sort of wrap it up, if there was one piece of advice you would give a woman who's interested in getting involved in one of the groups or a group anywhere mm-hmm. in Ireland, but they may be feeling a little shy or feeling like, you know, they've been running for a while, so it might be difficult to break in, that's a group that click and I don't want to... But just to make that step of going beyond their front door or going beyond their garden gate to maybe, you know, go along to the the class or the group at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday morning, but they're struggling with that step. What sort of piece of advice would you give or even put it another way? What have you seen that's helped somebody with that step?
1: Those groups are there specifically to make you feel welcome and engaged, supported. So, yes, it's a huge step to come out the door. I did have one lady who was living across the road from where we were holding a group. I wasn't aware that this lady was living there until somebody else in the group pointed it out, oh, there's a lady who lives over there and she might like to come. Now, the group had been up and running a couple of weeks, but I knocked on her door and I said, come on, come on, come on, come on, Mrs. Doyle, the best Mrs. Doyle, you know, you will, you will, you will, come on, come on, come on. She was nervous about coming out. This lady cares for somebody in her home full time. Doesn't have a lot of family around her. And by hook or by crook, I got her over and she was very quiet, very, very, very quiet. And she came in and she had the cup of coffee and she just nodded and smiled at everybody and talked to the lady that she knew in the group. I spoke to her for a little while and and I thought, yeah, please come back next week. Please come back and see. And I genuinely wasn't sure whether she'd come back or not. I thought, hmm. Did we overwhelm her? Did we do enough? Did we not do enough? By God, she was the first on the doorstep the following week. You know, it was as simple as being invited over, being asked to come on over. Let's get stuck in. It's only a cup of coffee. We'll have a bit of cake as well. There was no activity happening on that day, so it was an easy one. She didn't have to get stuck in and start finding her feet or anything. Burning so, wood. That's it, yeah. Didn't have to start. Oh, Jesus, what am I doing? I don't know what a crochet needle is or I don't know what a... The pen for burning the wood. And she came out and she comes out every single week religiously. She's one of the first there and she's the last to go, you know, and she loves the chat and the confidence that she's grown in. The, the relationships that she's built with people who live around her now that she necessarily might not have had yeah. beforehand. Yeah. They were going about their daily life. She was going about her daily life and their paths didn't really cross. And now they have one morning a week where they'll meet. So now they're talking over the garden wall and they're supporting each other, you know, which is really good. And she has just grown. She's such a character. She's really grown into herself. Yeah. So one thing I would just say for anyone who's thinking about getting involved in anything, just take a deep breath and do it. It's so worth it when you get involved. It really, really is. The easiest way to do it is to bring someone along with you. So if you have a sister or a cousin or a friend or a... Bring somebody with you so you're not on your own going in that first time, if you can. If you're very nervous about going in on your own. The other person doesn't have to come religiously every week. But if they came for a week or two, it can ease... The transition of getting involved with a group, particularly, like you say, if it's an established group, it can be quite daunting walking into, as you say, the clique. They're already, they know each other and that. So if you bring somebody along with you, it can ease that and you feel a little bit more comfortable getting involved. But it's so worth it.
0: Yeah,
2: Really, you have to, as my mother used to say, wear the shoe leather out as a community (laughs) community worker. You have to be out in the community and... Meeting people and walking by and saying hello. And of course, the weather doesn't always allow that. Mm. And just saying, hello, and this is what we do. And this is who I am. And a lot of people are very confused about the community development worker. Like, what are they doing here? And then when you talk about activities, they realise, and you give a little bit of an explanation around it. So being out as community workers in the community. And the leader piece, you know, what we talked about earlier about having leaders in the community. Mm. Because word of mouth Me going to somebody I don't know and explaining everything is wonderful. But there's nothing like a person in the community Mm, who is involved mm. going and saying, now, Mary, there's a great bit of crack going on at the community centre. We have a community worker up there. She's big into whatever it is. It might not necessarily be burning wood, but Mm -hmm. it could be something
1: else.
2: And I think those things are very important. The engaging bit is always very, very difficult. Let us never underestimate how difficult it is for us to engage and for people to take that step out. Mm -hmm. And we we have to find innovative ways of doing it. And it may be through the schools. You may be doing a little piece of work with young people. You may be doing a summer camp, which is a brilliant way of getting to know the parents Mm -hmm. and you're meeting the parents and you're saying, this is what we do. It's for adults. Would you like to come along? Mm -hmm. That's other ways. It might be, for instance, in a community garden situation where you have all this wonderful produce growing. And on a particular day, you take a table outside the centre, you pop it up, as they say, you lay out your vegetables and you ask people to, as they pass by, to take whatever they come want. Come and buy
1: my wares. And
2: <laughs> come and buy my wares. And then you talk to them and conversation leads. Ah, we're growing vegetables in this place and doing a polytunnel for a couple of years. But still people quite close by might necessarily mm, know that mm, and yeah. say, ah, this is what's happening here. So it's and all of those things, I suppose, together with what Karen has said, mm. help people
0: take to, that make, first to step. take
2: that first step.
0: Guys, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your knowledge and wisdom and insights and experience. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and I look forward to your next podcast. Till then, Slong go foil.